going on? Philadelphia. Did we change clothes since last week? That's for you to find out. I'm John Barchard, Vince Quinn, Thomas Peterson, all here with me as uh, we continue our wonderful draft series. Of course, uh, Thomas, where should we be following you on uh, YouTube? Breaking the birds. What's Breaking up, fellas? the birds. What's going on, buddy? Uh, oh, yes. Vince Quinn, how are you, sir? I'm good. I just ate some, like, Greek eggplant leftovers that I had. It was wonderful. I'm a very happy and full man. So, yeah, I feel good. Nice. I thought for a second I thought you said Greek yogurt eggplant, and I had some questions, but Greek eggplant sounds very delicious. For clarification, Just... I saw it, and I do not want to eat anything right now. <laughs> yeah, it looks like barf. It looks like a big can of barf. So I, I know it was not appealing, but damn it, it was good, so I don't care. <laughs> this this episode brought to you by Vince Quinn's Big Bag of Barf, now <laughs> in stores at two ninety nine dollars pizza. Yum. Uh, much like how I feel, now this is going to sound weird, about the Eagles drafting a, uh, a running back before the third round, but not, I do not feel like a bag of barf when it comes to the talent that is around this running back class, which seems endless and unfortunately really bad for everyone that has NFL dreams because, one, as we noticed already, our friend Miles Sanders experienced just how bad the running, bar- uh, running back market already is. Uh, Rashad Penny is here literally playing for the bare minimum, and uh, Jalen Hurts has yet to be paid. So I welcome with open arms Vince Quinn and Thomas Peterson your opinions. I would even allow Taylor Credatus at this point to please God change my mind on drafting a running back because I just don't think it's possible. I think everyone that has these Bijan dreams in their head need to snort his mustard and get their heads right because it's never going to happen, especially to a Howie Roseman run organization that's just my take and i would implore vince quinn who has been looking at 20 running backs and i believe told thomas that 20 should be draftable uh so let's get into it fellas please explain to me why the eagles should draft a running back uh at all first of all well let let me get into this real quick Uh, here's the number one reason they should draft a running back this might be a surprise to a lot of people but Rashad Penny's going to get hurt. God damn it. He's going to get hurt. We all know it's going to happen. And everybody's excited about it. So whatever. Uh, but yeah, like, I mean, here's the other thing, too. It's like, I don't know if Trey Sermon can actually play. I thought he was exciting when he came out in the draft. He got drafted by the 49ers, second or third round. I'm like, yep, this is a perfect fit. He's going to go for a million yards all the time. And, and none of that happened. So, like, I don't know if they actually believe in that guy. I don't know what his value is, his roster security. So... If you're bringing in a guy to compete for that spot as more of an aggressive runner, bigger guy to go in that this space between Penny and and what Sermon's supposed to be, I don't know. Because otherwise, like, Scott, Gainwell, those guys that, you know, Scott was re-signed. They brought him back. Gainwell's still a young guy, rookie deal. So he's here. Those guys are going to get reps. They're going to play. So yeah, I think you've got options of a lot of guys that are going to be like that physical between the tackles. If you can get something better than that, great. Because uh, Miles was a great athlete, if you can get somebody like that with maybe you know better reading the hole early, like whatever. But uh, I I think it's still positions up for grabs. Yeah, and, uh, and it's it's definitely it 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 it's a tough room to get into because there's a bunch of there's a bunch of very playable guys in there. Rashad Penny is super talented when he can stay on the field. Of course, you have concern about that. Um, Boston Scott has never really been able to solidify himself as a as a starting running back. He is super efficient when he's being rotated in there. 
Kenny Gainwell is probably the best bet right now for a, for a Bill Cowell running back. Of course, Rashad Penny, if he's healthy. Uh, and then, yeah, Trey Sermon, who the coaching staff has been raving about. And through all outlets uh, in the media, and even when, when Nick Sirianni and, and Howie Roseman has a chance to speak on him, it's like, He's been he's been doing extremely well in practice last year. There wasn't just there wasn't any carries to go uh, to go around for him to actually uh, get a get a spot on the roster. But the main thing is that each and every one of those guys do, are not guaranteed a roster spot. None of those contracts are guaranteed for them to make the roster. Even Boston Scott at that point, Kenny Gainwell is the only one for sure who's going to be on the roster simply because of of his skill set and what he's able to bring to the table. So it's one of those situations where the Eagles can, if a guy falls to them, is somebody they really love in this draft process who can upgrade their uh, their offense and like in general. We're gonna get in. We're gonna get into a bunch of things here when we're, we're talking about some of these guys. But it's it's definitely a position they can upgrade. I, on. I, it's they definitely need to upgrade on it. Rashad Penny will get hurt. I'm not disagreeing with any of that. I'd like you to welcome my new friend who is probably going to have to get used to it for the next two or three years. You want to know what that friend is? U, D, F, and A, baby. So, like, all of these 20 running backs are not going to get drafted, in my opinion, Vince Quinn. And, like, I, you know, seven, let's say seven of those ones that should be drafted are probably going to fall right into that. I just don't think you could, especially in this draft. Here's where you can... The, the two things you can convince me. One, like somebody's just, B. John Robinson literally is Barry Sanders, and you're going to show that to me, and that's great. Uh, but secondly, if I'm willing to accept any running back as long as I'm getting picks in return. So if you want to if you want to come back from the third round a little bit and go grab four, five, and six or on on your way down, sure, then then that's okay. But, like, I am not spending any draft capital on 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 anybody major unless – who wants to start? Who wants to show me their their hand here? Who's the guy that I mean? Like to me, uh, I'm a Gibbs and Charbonnet guy. Uh, I'm happy to go over the reasons why, but uh, I want to see from your guys' eyes, like who who should the Eagles be drafting here? I mean, let's. The other reason too is just like they have so many weapons on the offensive line, plus like the best offensive line coach of all time. I think anybody's going to be successful here. So what what makes the difference between like? some of the guys you're seeing and, and what they could do behind here that's got like gotta have them more or less right so just before we jump right into that let me just let me just uh quickly uh brush up your mind here uh, john so in in the past uh five years eagles have been pretty consistent about uh, about picking a running back every second year of course when they drafted miles sanders in the second round uh in 2019 they had a guy that they they drafted him to be that Bill Cow type running back. So naturally, the 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 need was going to be less. Now you don't have Miles Sanders anymore, uh, and and the room is 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 okay as it is, but it's definitely upgradable. 2021, so two years later, they had Kenny Gainwell. They didn't draft anyone last year. They don't have anyone they have to run in with here in the next two years of running back. So like history tells us, they should draft a running back this year. They did in 2021. They did in 2019. They did it in 2017, uh, Donald Pumphrey, remember, uh, fourth round? So, I mean, every Who? second I year, they, they've, been drafting, they've been drafting running backs in that second to, to, fourth, uh, to fourth range. Even Wendell Smallwood, fifth round in 2016. Uh, uh, so they're, they're drafting these guys in the bunch. So, I mean, you can get ready for a, for a running back to get picked in this draft, I think. And yeah. with that, let me start. Because I want to sell one here first. I want to sell, and it's, it's, the, it's the obvious one. We're not going to go Bishon Robinson uh, at this point here. We're going to go Jameer Gibbs because Jameer Gibbs, when you put on the tape of him, he could be labeled as a wide receiver, 
and you wouldn't know the difference. It will, you, you would think this is a guy, uh, n- not any like physical comparisons uh, aside, we're not doing that. But a guy like you go uh, Debo Samuel or Curtis Samuel or someone like that, where you watch the tape of them and they're being lined up at running back, that's kind of the same thing with Jameer Gibbs. Like you, you could tell me, uh, Thomas, watch this tape of uh, of this wide receiver called Jameer Gibbs. So what put on the tape and say, wow, they put, really put him in, they put him in the backfield a lot, but he's really good at it. So yeah. And then we, when he said wide receiver, he's explosive enough to run a bunch of routes whenever he gets the ball in his hands. He'll make like he'll make the catch, he'll make somebody miss, and he'll go for a big gain. Um, so. When we're when we're thinking like who can the Eagles draft that would move the needle of their offense? The Eagles are stacked on offense already as it is right now. It's one of the best offenses in the in the entire league, and they're in a fortunate position where they're going to uh, be, be paying a quarterback as one of the, the few teams. So how do you move that? You have your tight end, you have your two wide receivers, uh, you have a stacked running back room. So like to your point, I mean, where do we go from here? The the offensive line is dominant. If we can get into depth and all that about that. But wide receiver three in that position with Quest Watkins actively losing games last year, actively losing the Super Bowl for the Eagles as a big part of that. We can get into a, that's a whole other discussion. That spot is up for grabs. That that wide receiver three spot. If there's a chance for any player coming in here that they can beat Quest Watkins off the off the depth chart from that wide receiver three and get and be the guy who come in there. So Jameer Gibbs was third in college football last year in, in yards per route run. He doesn't fumble the ball. He's one of the fastest running backs you'll see coming out, like one of the fastest players coming out of this draft. And if you get him in that 30 range, you're going to be able uh, – you're paying him the least amount of money, basically, from a first-round running back. You have the fifth-year option, so that's basically five years of contract for the guy that – I don't know what the contract for for the 30th overall pick. I think the cap hit is $1.5 so basically less than Rashad Penny and Boston Scott. Um, and you're you're getting a guy who moves the needle for your offense. He moves the bar for what you are able to do on offense. And that's what it's about when you're drafting running backs like that. Because otherwise, it's going to be a lot of depth guys. And we can get into all the depth guys later in the draft. They can select. They can complement the running back room. Yada, yada. This is kind of this is the type of guy that you draft. And you, you just label him weapon. And that's what he is. And he can like you can put him on punt returner, kick returner well, for a bunch of years here. And he will be one of the most dynamic returners in the league. They want to get rid of that. So that's a shame. But, I mean, it kind of goes against my argument. But, I mean, it's just another thing right there. Look, if he was a, I'll say this, if he was a slot guy primarily and ran it occasionally, I would take him at 30. I would do that. I'd be okay with that. I mean, his feet are insane. They're just like, his his ability to just like boom, 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 and make all these moves is ridiculous. And his acceleration is unbelievable. I mean, he's, he's one of the most legitimate, like, just hit the throttle and go players that I've ever seen. I mean, he's, he's wild, but it's like, it's like a a Devon A-chain, but actually with, with route running ability. Yeah, and he's got so much more control. Like, A-Chain is kind of wild when he's making yeah. those moves, you know? So it's like, to watch him do it is, is so sick with Gibbs. And, like, that's the thing. It's I think as a running back, that would be a pretty good place to be, right? Like, hey, you actually, we should try you in receiver. You should do that more and occasionally run the ball. I would totally be sold in that because, yeah, the longevity's better and the likelihood that he is doing other stuff like that, it, it works. You're limiting his hits, all those kinds of things. So I'd, I'd buy it way more like that. I think he's a phenomenal player. And the same way that I think Bijan's a phenomenal player. But, I like, second round is about right, if you ask me, when it comes to running backs, and that's of any caliber because it's just these guys do get hurt all the time. They're, they occasionally, if they do hit, and that's the beauty of the second round is you can get superstar talent in the second round. So when you get guys like that, 
you know, you can pay them nothing for four years, and then they do want to get paid what they're worth, and you just go, all right, well, we'll draft the next guy, and you go into it. So it, it, it's just such a fascinating dynamic this year, especially because you're going to have guys that are that are really talented in the second round, and who knows with Gibbs whether he slips to the second or not. I don't know. But uh, I think there's a lot of guys this year thinking about the draft and just how deep it is. Like, I think of Arian Foster. I think of Matt Forte. I think of just, like, incredibly talented workhorse guys that were late picks or UDFAs. And I think this draft is going to be full of those guys. So for me, when you're talking about value, I like, could you get a, a super, like, uh, Charbonnet's John's guy? I totally dig Charbonnet's an absolute talent. But if I can get a guy that in, like, the fifth or sixth that I think is going to be a legitimate starter in the league, which I really think is the case this year, then I'm waiting until the fifth or the sixth. Like, I just, I think the talent is unbelievable that way. I actually think Gibbs is the best running back in the draft. I, I think he's way better than Bijan. Because of the sheer fact of what you guys said, I think he's got feet like Shady is what it reminded me of. And then I thought he was catching like Alvin Kamara would. And then funny enough, right before we started recording, I don't know how you guys feel about Lanzerline, but he's my guy usually. And then his comparison was kind of like Alvin Kamara. If you're gonna if you're gonna pull the trigger at 62, I can accept that because of what Thomas and you were describing. I mean. His receiving ability, who gives a shit? My frustration, I mean, like, in terms of, like, he's a running back. Who cares at that point? My frustration with Quez Watkins is very palatable this last season, and it feels like people are ragging on him, but that's been going on for two years now because every ball that's been thrown his way somehow gets messed up, intercepted, underthrown, overthrown, and then you see AJ and Devontae and the way they work with Jalen, and it's a huge problem to not have that outlet for Jalen Hurts, so I I'm I'm for it uh, specific with him, uh, Gibbs and Charbonnet or nobody <laughs> is is my opinion on on that, and I'm fine if you if Howie can find a way to you know backtrack that uh, from 62 on back, but I wouldn't be mad at all if Gibbs is here and you got to use a second round row, for sure. What about 30? And the whole option of having the, the like the, the whole deal of having the fifth year option of extending a running back because that's basically the lifespan of it. He's going to be twenty seven then by that point. I'd feel so sick to be honest with you. As as he's he's so good, but I would and who knows? Depending on the board, you could probably put a cattle prod to me, be like, just pull the trigger. You know, like I uh, I would feel sick, but I would understand if they did it. Like, to me, if you're going to do that at 30, you might as well just take the plunge with J, uh, JSN at that point because I think he's a, he's a better version of what you're looking for, and he could really change the dynamic of the offense, but that's for – we'll get into wide receivers too, and I don't want to ruin running backs, but that's just me. So I, it's a no for me at 30. It's a hell yeah at 62. So just one nugget on it. Uh, he doesn't have a single fumble in 2022. He has one drop on 56 targets. So – pretty ridiculous pretty ri yeah he's so good like he's one guy that i would i would have to try and like soak my sorrows and and go through the tape and be like it's gotta be great <laughs> you know but he's he's awesome i love him yeah and like i believe when it comes to Bijan too uh, watching the player i love the player he's amazing his vision how smooth he is like he does everything he just looks phenomenal but like i'd rather fucking get cattle prodded with john barchard before i go and take Bijan robinson at 10 I just can't like the positional thing is it's too much for me. If if you're gonna take a guy in the top ten, you got to take somebody that you want to pay for a second contract, you know. And like if your expectation is oh well he'll he'll be like good, but but not amazing, so you want to pay him top of the line running back money that he's not a top ten pick, you know. Like you're you're taking him to be a superstar, top of the market player, set the market, 
In that case, I don't know, $15 million a year, whatever it ends up a couple of years from now, maybe it's closer to 18 if teams are dumb enough. I don't know. But I, I'd rather take a defensive lineman. I mean, at that point, honestly, I'd rather take Elijah Kansi. That's Thomas's guy. I'd rather go and take him at 10 and take a massive, uh, well, not a massive, but a bit of a reach and at least think, okay, well, I probably am going to have this guy for 10 years where Bijan, the whole thing would be like, well, we'll have him for five. So I just, I don't think that's the whole point of this with the draft, which is why take all these other guys late, see what happens with them. You could even take two of them or do UDFAs like John's saying and roll the dice and, and have a competition and see where it goes. But anything is better than Bijan at 10 as great as he is. Yeah, Bijan is, he has that one elite trait, like in that top, top 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 shelf in in his contact balance and whenever you pair a guy who has that type of contact balance with the vision and basically the discipline of following blocks because make no mistake like, texans off uh, texas offensive line was shit uh the quarterback was shit so the whole situation that he was surrounded by was was ridiculous and and even with that he still had 6.3 yards per clip on over 500 carries in college um, so he is in every sense a a phenomenal player. It, it, there, there is no doubt about it. So what I want to what I kind of want to ask you is when you when you think of the New York Giants, they picked uh, Saquon Barkley at second overall. Whenever leading up to a game against the Giants, or when I've uh, like on a. Uh, primetime gain or something like, uh, like that when, when when Giants were playing, I always think of their offense is Saquon Barkley. And I was always scared. Like, I'm always kind of uh, – I'm always nervous about Saquon. Like, the whole thing with his back issue when Eagles were playing them this year, that was the biggest story. Is Saquon going to play or not? Basically the same thing with Seek, kind of. I mean, Dak kind of ruined it a little bit. But, all, like, like, Seek was also that type of guy that just – he changes an offense. Like, you game plan around that one guy. That's what he has to do. Like, that, that, is, that has to be a given. If you're going to take a chance on running back at 10, I, there's no way Howie Roseman does it. But if they do that, he's going to have to move the whole idea of what your offense is, basically. And I would love to see Jalen Hurts and B. John Robinson in an offense in an offense together we're talking about the receiving ability like he's 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 also a good receiver by he's not to the same extent as Jameer Gibbs uh but but he's th he's still a quality receiving back I'm I'm not sure like it's it's one of those guys where if they if they draft him I wouldn't be mad I'd love to see it I really like to see what that how that looks I'm not gonna get my hopes up because Eagles don't draft running backs in in the first round historically but by no means in the top 10 yeah. Do you want to know how I'm going to sell that if they do take Bijan at 10 and totally reverse it into a positive? Do you want to know how? Oh, God, it's, how? It's just, it's just because the if if you're going to do that, this is, I mean, listen, you have the best offensive line in the world. The, the Giants didn't ha have it at the time. They didn't have a quarterback. They had no plan at all, and they took one of the best running backs probably that came out. Honestly, in the last five years, they got him beat up. They That wouldn't happen here. Just to, on on the silver lining, that just wouldn't happen here. I'd be, I Vince, I would be disappointed as shit. I'd be as sick about it as you, but I would probably turn myself around and be like, okay, that happened. Like Thomas said, if you get a running back that's a Zeke-like guy that can ch would change the offense, and now you're sticking him next to the guy. Well, here, let me ask you both this. 
Are the Eagles still a running team, yes or no? Yes. Do they value the run of a ton, yes or no? Definitely a running team to me. Less than what they have been for years. That I agree with, too. So, like, unless you are, unless you've got, like, a, a, a special designed offense that only enhances your best weapon, which to me is Jalen Hurts still, I don't really see spending a pick on Bijan. Like, if you if you believe that he could, all right, you wanted my insane thing, and then we can move on to real running backs. This is what I told Thomas. What you should do is draft DTR and make him a running back for year one and teach him how to throw. And that opens up your offense way more than Bijan Robinson and probably anybody else does. But that's it. And then it's a true two QB system. I'll never get rid of it. But I just, I yeah, I don't see where Bijan really like enhances Hertz or AJ or anybody so much that it's like, oh man, it'll really this offense that we saw from the Eagles, it's gonna be a light speed better because of that. Do you disagree with that, Vince? I mean, my my biggest thing is I think Bijan is amazing for a shit franchise. He's wonderful. He's perfect. I mean, like all these guys that all their problems with blocking and all that, he's gonna be able to navigate that better than anybody. I mean, his vision is just phenomenal. And it, it it's line of scrimmage, it's open field, the way he can manipulate defenders to create more space. Like he's 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 a real joy to watch. And I think if you're a really bad franchise and you want to sell tickets and get people excited and like be watchable on offense, he can do that for you. So I, I think he's gonna sell a lot of tickets. He's gonna be a big draw, but yeah, there's just so many other guys that can do it. So I or there's so many guys that can be effective for the Eagles, so it's not worth paying the premium to to bring him in. So I, I think that's pretty much where it lies. And then otherwise, yeah, like one of the biggest things to consider with this whole running back conversation when you think about the Eagles and how they fit into this is Jalen is a running back. I mean, whether people like like he's one of, he's also one of the best passers in the league, but he runs the ball a ton. He set a record for rushing touchdowns by a quarterback. He had what, three in the Super Bowl? Like that's a big part of his game still. So until that He's goes power away, back, yeah. yeah, like you have, you have to factor that in. So, um, yeah, I mean, right now you could say they've got five running backs on the roster. Basically, what we're talking about when, when, when we're saying value also is that when when running backs come into the NFL, is they have a shit offensive line. It doesn't matter how good they are breaking tackles; they're not going to get much. And we saw that a lot with Saquon Barkley, even when he was with the Giants. I mean, he'd break an eighty-yard touchdown run, and then he'd have fifteen carries for two yards. Uh, like per and we, like, we know exactly what that looked like, and and so in the in the NFL, I just think the the offensive line is like it doesn't matter who you have at running back. If you have a great offensive line, really doesn't matter too much. Like you just have someone who who who's disciplined. And I think that's what where that's what the frustration was with Miles Sanders at times because he would like he would kind of abandon the blocking scheme. He wouldn't trust what he was seeing in front of him, and like you just want a guy who can who can do that and. and consistently do that i don't think you have to go in that in that first round for a runner that's why it, and that like goes back to, to, to the jameer gibbs or uh, jameer gibbs argument he's so much more than just that and that's what that's what i'm looking for at least if i'm going to take a running back somebody who can contribute to the offense in other ways than simply just running the ball and yeah to your point as well john i think jameer gibbs is a better rpo uh or, or read offense running back than than bishan robinson is because bishan robinson needs a blocking scheme in front of him if Jameer Gibbs has a chance of breaking that C gap run, whenever like the offensive line is flowing to one side, you stall one defense with, with Jalen Hurts, boom, he gone. Yep, exactly. And like I just see him in encounters and all that stuff that they love to run, especially which uh, you know slice up the 49ers there, and I, I see him in that big spot. It's also like he's not in retrospect deeply concerning that Miles Sanders didn't trust 
one of the best offensive lines ever created. Like it's absurd to me that we let that go for so long. But whatever. It's a it's a, it's a, a, a fucking broken record topic that we've been saying for two years now. Yeah, um, we haven't let it go. We never <laughs> <laughs> never let that go. Um, fellas, I think we like for the most part we've been charbonnated to death, and I think there's a lot of Cowboys fans that really like that too. So that, I, I just think it's going to be a an interesting competitive thing. I see him more as a Rashad Penny type anyway, and he's kind of here. So it's making less and less sense now for him to be around. I think I would still welcome him here. Is there anybody else that I need to go back and check the tape and be like, John, I would really urge you to reconsider. Please go watch this. Vince Quinn, I know you have some names for him. Oh, my God. Well, one guy that, that fits Thomas's description a bit, and Thomas, I'd be curious to see where you fall on this guy. First off, Tajay Spears. How do you feel about him out of Tulane? Because I, I, I really loved him. Yeah, uh, like super interesting guy, especially where did he play? It wasn't it was Lane. Tulane. Yeah, so um, I think Tashi Spears is is interesting in the way that he, like, he has a bunch of moves. Like, he he really makes guys miss, and like he had he had absurd numbers at Tulane. Like, he was running for I think even like seven yards per carry, like something above that. Uh, and and he's the thing about about Tashi Spears is that he accelerates so well in between the tackles that, like, he'll go, he, kind of the same thing with Rashad Penny when I was watching him is that. Kind of unique thing. Whenever, whenever he's behind the line of scrimmage and reading what's in front of him, he's still going forward. Like he's always chopping his feet while he's reading what's going on. So there's no wasted movement for him, and he will just—I mean—he'll accelerate and change direction within that within that blocking scheme uh, really well. Of course, there's always the um, there's always the, the 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 transition thing. I mean, he looked really good at the senior ball as well. Um, he's not a power runner. Uh, like he's not a guy who's gonna who's gonna plow forward for extra yards i can be a little bit little bit concerned nothing too major but a little bit in terms of like in the nfl the gaps are really small before they open up and before they develop and sometimes you really just got to see something that isn't there and then go through it and see what happens um that's what kenny gainwell is is really good at um and and i would be a little bit worried that tarshi spears in the beginning of his career in the nfl at least would be more creative and trying to find ways out of it and then just get, get himself in bad situations because of relying on his athletic ability like he was able to do at Tulane. Uh, so I think there's going to be some hard-nosed coaching going on for him, for him to really make that transition. But, yeah, interesting guy, 100%. Yeah, he was he was kind of like a, a Thomas the Tank Engine energy for me. At first, I'm like, ah, fuck this guy. He can't. I don't believe it. I don't buy it. And then he just kept like, chugga, 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 chugga. And, and, and he makes it. And, and, like, because here's the thing for me. I, I think spiritually, Spears is kind of like Brian Westbrook, where – he was, I mean, Westbrook was at Villanova playing nobodies. I watched him put up like 35 points himself against Millersville, and it was a total joke. And and initially, I'm like, okay, for Spears, the, the talent just sucks. He's playing a bunch of nobodies. He's dominating these guys. And and then it just got to a point where he was doing it so consistently and lining up everywhere and doing wildcat snaps, John. So there you go. Like, it, it was enough stuff where I'm just like, this guy's just a star, and at some point you just gotta you gotta see how it transitions. And I think Thomas, you're dead on that he's probably gonna take a little bit to adjust because it is such a difference in terms of the speed and the talent he's gonna be playing with. But man, that guy is fun. Uh, other guys that are fun. Tanks Bigsby, Auburn, super fun. Love loved Tank watching Bigsby. that guy. He was a hell of a time. Uh, Sean Tucker out of Syracuse. I, I've heard like bad. Literally built like a tank. Right. Yes. Like, <laughs> tank is Tank awesome. Bigsby's. Li- 
Yeah. Tank Bigsby's fun as hell, man. That guy is such a killer. Like, I, I, it's just, it's fun to see guys that have speed and they're just like a creative runner. I just thought he was a really creative guy. He's just, a, he's a legitimate joy to watch. Um, yeah, Sean Tucker out of Syracuse is like a crazy athlete. I, I know there's some knocks on him that put him lower on the boards, but in terms of a guy that you could probably get in like the fifth or the sixth round that I've seen in some mocks, like, holy crap, uh, hell of a talent. Some of these other guys, Kendra Miller out of TCU, Taylor's favorite school, uh, that like, that guy is really fun to watch. So I don't know. I, I mean, there's legitimately like 20 different guys that I like, and that's that's just a handful of them. So, Devon, um, not Devon H., wow. Um, Tank Bixby, his, the unique thing about him, always like with running backs, I like to go, what's unique about that one player? Because if, if you can't pinpoint one thing that's re- like that's unique about them, to me, they're just a guy. They're just another one in this big pile of running backs that are really good players, really good athletes, but they're not special, and they're going to get lost in this major bunch of guys who are going to be depth pieces on, on teams. So what I, what I like to do is that you, you, find a, you find a trade of some player where you go, that's it. That's what they really, really do well above anybody else, and then you see how that kind of fits in your projection of what you want in your offense, like Jameer Gibbs on running, for example. Bijan Robinson, power type offense, where you find following one lead blocker with contact balance. We talked about that. Um, with with Tank Bixby, he has a unique combination of of size and speed. A lot of guys will be fast. They won't really. They won't run hard. You don't like having them in on that. Those those short term uh, uh, short yardage situations. Tank will run away from you and through you, um, and it won't be. It won't be super spectacular like you, like the type of Bijan Robinson plays where he, he changes the direction, he makes five people miss, and suddenly he scores a touchdown and just played everywhere. But he is a really consistent player, and I think he's he has so many situations in a game where you want a guy like that on on your team. Um, and and that consistency is something I'm looking for. So I think Tank Bixby is for one of those guys that you – uh, one of those 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 couple of guys that you mentioned has a a combination of traits that I really would like. Um, Sean Tucker, a little bit more. Oh, of real just quick a, on take because yeah. I was just uh, the and you're absolutely right because he is. This is going to be absurd. I'm not saying that he is this guy. He reminds me of Walter Payton because he his stride is exactly like his when it's on the outside, and like you said, he welcomes contact. And Walter Payton was a guy that was smaller in frame and obviously would, you know, like, you can't do this nowadays, and that's why he kind of reminds me of it. But he would lower his crown and just say, I, I don't care. I'd, I'd get wrecked. He, he is the guy that, to me, does fall forward that you don't expect to, and that's why I really like Tech. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and looking at the looking at the most successful uh, successful type running backs in the NFL – so just going by going by yards, we all hate yards, but but it, I think it kind of correlates pretty well with the top four guys around the league: Josh Jacobs, Derrick Henry, Nick Chubb, and Saquon Barkley. All of those guys are above two twenty. Josh Jacobs at two twenty pounds. Everybody else it, it, are, are bigger than that. So we, but what can we take away from that? I mean, maybe that that you have a body that is able to to sustain all the hits that you're going to take, but also that you have a physical profile that teams want on the field more often than not to have you actually rack up those stats because what they're more really a projection of is use like usage like and volume and teams are using this these players in their offense and they're successful with it so uh, he fits that in that he's not 220 pounds the same with B. John Robinson um so, so 
I think a lot is going well for uh, for Tank Bixby, and one of one of the guys that we're probably going to be seeing taking a little bit higher than what some boards are, are projecting, especially if there's going to be a run on running backs uh, at some point. I think they're going to be dropping a little bit more simply because of how the free agent market has been shaken up, and if B. John Robinson drops, everybody else is going to drop um, uh, a lot. Um, uh, so that's Sean what Tar- we should we should yeah. be praying for that on draft night, then, right? Just like yeah. if he if Bichon ends up at even thirty, I think that's a Wonderful scenario for the birds, right? Just a, a bunch of those guys: uh, Sean Tucker, Kendra Miller, uh, some of those guys that, that that you mentioned. Vince, the same type of thing. They like you, you. You watch the tape of them; they look fine. Uh, I, I personally haven't been able to really find something where I say they're really good at this. Um, so kind of have them all in that. I have like one big pool of players with just like names that sure uh, <laughs> serviceable would not draft them that high. Okay, yeah, because here's my defense of Miller. It was like I watched him, and he gave me a little bit of that Le'Veon vibe, like with the patience, you know, of just like getting to the line of scrimmage, holding up for a second or two, and then just really picking a spot and going after it. So, like, uh, being able to let the play develop like that is, like, super rare. You never see guys really – also, it's a weird way to do it. I mean, you have to be a certain kind of athlete to get away with it. (laughs) But it just feels like he's watching Le'Veon stuff, and I'm like, all right, well, if he looks like that, I, I can go with a player like that. Yeah, that's fine. Uh, I think my guy, if we were to take somebody out, like it, let me just say first for you, Vince, who was like one guy who who's down the draft boards around the very size you see, where you just go, where you would, you'd, uh, what, what do they say? You slam the table for this player at draft night. You're in yeah. the war room. John and I are going on about something completely unnecessary. You go, I want this guy. Yeah, uh, Kyle Hamilton. Um, but outside <laughs> of that, outside of that. Um, yeah, I mean, what are we talking, like, mid-rounds here? Because that's where I think it gets yeah. interesting. Yeah, yeah. Because, like... When the Eagles realistically are going to take somebody. Yeah, because I, I think this is going to be one of those years where with all these guys that are here, you could easily go and trade into, like, the fourth round and just go get a guy. So, I don't know where, like, yeah, Tank Bigsby is that guy. If he ends up being okay. there in the yeah. fourth round, I trade for Tank immediately. Uh, Kenny McIntosh is in a pretty similar boat out of Georgia. I think he's a lot of fun to watch. I'd go up and get him if he's there in the fourth. Um... Little little bit of a different style. He's not a home run hitter at all, but like Rashawn Johnson, yeah, I mean that guy is he just runs tough as hell. It always falls forward too. So um there's there's certain guys in that range. I think fourth round is really when you could like if you're gonna get aggressive for somebody, that's when you go do it. Um so yeah, those are those are a couple of the guys. Right. So I have uh have one guy uh a little bit later in the draft. So for me, there's there, there's like Tank Bixby. I think it's is 100 a good run. Um, I would put him in that uh, that tier as well. Actually, now that we kind of talked ourselves into it, uh, Chase Brown, Illinois. Oh, I forgot about Chase Brown. Yeah, I so he, go he doesn't at, meet the 220 pound uh, clip that we just established. So uh, that goes out the window. Now he is outside of Bijan Robinson. He is the the contact balance force like he he forced the third most missed tackles among all college running backs uh last season his contact balance is out of this world i don't know why he, he isn't getting more recognition i love it let him fall let him slip uh let the eagles uh, draft him when he hits the open space he's gone like he he'll run away from people not one of those that just get caught up at, at some point um he one of those guys as well like he just looks like he has a he has a plan for making somebody miss and I guess I just have kind of um, I have a need for a running back that can go like on a basic running back swing. Hurts can just check it out to him. He'll make one guy miss all the time. Uh, that's the that's the dream about a guy like Bichon Robinson. But if you can get a guy like Chase Brown who basically has that exact same 
like contact balance uh, um, ability to him, not having not having played the same level of competition of a, of a guy like Bijan Robinson. But Chase Brown, go watch him. Man. Get back to me what you think. I'm already getting back to you right now. I tell you what I love the most is he's putting his Jesus when he makes a decision, he puts his foot in the ground, and then you are fucked. <laughs> like it, that's a that's a really good trait to have when you're looking for that uh, Thomas Peterson special trait stuff. So I understand completely like why you like him. Wow, yeah, he's really he had, good in the had, open field. All right, the two nuggets on him. He had 1,632 rushing yards last season alone. Two, he's Canadian. Oh, Canada. Oh man, is he that's what the ears to... will be ringing when people get hit by him right on that uh, <laughs> that a gap. <laughs> man, oh Canada! Oh wow! All right, go. I'm where if we're uh, here's what I'd recommend right now. We're gonna have to all collectively, uh, Vince Quinn. If you've seen it already, let me know. But I would say Illinois versus Wisconsin is uh, will make you a Chase Brown fan. <clears throat> so yeah, that's uh, the thing though. Like. I, I like... Put I'm on anything I, for me because it was pretty much what Thomas was saying. My notes just say uh, strong uh, or a fun mix of strong and shifty. Like he's just he's he's a real joy to watch. So Love there it. was uh, there was a medical red flag at the combine, and I have not been able to. Like, it, it doesn't look like it's something people are running away with in the pre-draft process here. When I just googled his name last month and googled red flag or combine or anything, nothing comes up. So maybe it's one of those things where everybody forgets it, and it's a. Uh, um, it's a uh, in the Kobe Dean situation at draft night, also like in a smaller scale. But but um, if we if he's dropping, we'll know why. Uh, probably because that whole medical thing did not uh, check up. I know he went back <laughs> for some extra like additional checkup things, and I haven't seen anything uh, updating on it. I think that's probably good news. Look, yes. my solicitor are telling me this is a Nicobe Dean shadow injury, and we're going to get him as a UDFA, and he's going to be great. So. Yeah, Howie, Howie Roseman planted like again. a little red flag in his uh, in his folder. Like and then he went yep. back. He did shots with Kelsey. And like, hold on, I got an idea. Like, <laughs> check this out. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. Uh, well, I think um, I th- I've got some things to think about, fellas, because uh, I I like the uh, the early returns. I think Vince's list has some really interesting prospects on it. Thomas has given me some. Other names to think about, and uh, I'm still going to be mad if anybody's drafted the first or second. But uh, but out of that, um, any other uh, last uh, last takes before we go here, fellas? I thought this was a really good discussion. Uh, yeah, here's here's the last one for me. Don't take the kid from Kentucky. He sucks. Uh, what is it? Chris Rodriguez. I'm sorry. He's one of the few guys in this class I was like, nope, not interested, doesn't have it, not a pro. I'm good. Agree. Well. I, uh, I was going to say the uh, the Vince Quinn mush thing was in effect, but if both of you guys agree, that's kind of too powerful to overcome. So, <laughs> yeah, and um, Rick Johnny, feel that cattle prod, baby. Uh, Thomas, any uh, last minute thoughts before we go here, bud? No, I th- just want to. I just want to know if we've actually convinced you about a running back at this point. Not not uh, first or second round, but uh... no. But we went into this thing here where you said nobody at all, unless it was Gibbs or Charbonnet after Correct. the third round. Which Correct. Is basically, you coming in here saying nope to anything. So did we, <laughs> did we change you, that? Yes, I'm open to Gibbs in the second. I'll I'll I could I'll bite the bullet at sixty two with everybody. I can't do it at thirty. But yes, you have changed my mind about that. Tank Bigsby, right, John. You go watch some. Uh, you go watch some Tank Bigsby and uh, Chase Brown. You get back to us. That's right. right. All right. Uh, I love it. Uh, more uh, 
wonderful uh, prospect ideas, more awful ideas probably out of my brain. And I look forward to everybody uh, chiming in in the Discord and our text line, 215-509-5833. We will see you here right here next week on Bell to Birdman. Okay, bye.